Hello and welcome to Awaiting Prompt, the AI podcast, hosted by me, Mason Jones. And me, Nick Short. Each week we give an AI a series of story prompts. These could be genres, characters, plot points, and see what kind of story it comes up with. We're not writers and we're certainly not authors. We may need to give the AI a bit of direction along the way, but every single word is going to be entirely generated by an AI. We're just really interested in the technology, seeing what it can do, and having a laugh at the stuff that it can't. So if that sounds good, then tune in every Friday to Awaiting Prompt. We're back with season two of Awaiting Prompt, and this week, with the King's coronation happening tomorrow, Nick and I are exploring the prompt of kings. And Nick, you're up first. Now, I'm going to be honest, this story... I'm not going to tell you what my prompt is, but I fear it's going to play its hand rather quickly. Okay. The four kings (laughs) of the card deck were powerful rulers in their respective kingdoms. Ooh, okay. Each with a powerful army and an array of weapons, these four monarchs had controlled their realms with an iron fist for centuries. However, despite the loyal subjects, there was always one problem that seemed to be constant. The Jokers. The quarrels between them. Oh. (laughs) Close. In recent times, their bickering had reached unprecedented levels. Since the beginning of their rule, they were engaged in feuds and insults over who was most powerful, and it became something of a running joke among the people they claimed to serve. Little did anyone know that these quarrels would determine the fate of their world. The four kings lived in separate lands far away from one another, and so never encountered each other in person to resolve their differences directly. Despite this, their wars continued on as before, with swathes of land changing hands, or countries being decimated altogether as a result. Either land changing hands, or countries being decimated. (laughs) One fateful day, a messenger arrived with a warning. An elderly man who described himself as an envoy of a powerful king came to the four kings of the card deck and told them that an army of chess pieces led by a mysterious <laughs> figure known only as the, the Jester uh, oh. mm, were on their way to take over the world. And their feuds were only aiding the enemy in their task. Realising how dire the situation was, the four kings agreed to put aside their differences and work together against this new threat. But unity among them had never lasted before, so it seemed like an impossible task. This time, however, it had to be done if they were to survive. The first step was to arm themselves and rally their people together. Loaded with weapons and armour, they set out with their troops and advisers in tow, ready to take on whatever lay ahead. Along the way, they collected spies and informants to give them advance warning of any potential danger that may be present in any given area. I like that it's like a card deck, but at the same time, it's just in a world. Yeah. I was kind of thinking... I'm imagining this is just like a bedroom. Yeah, I was thinking like Andy's, Andy's bedroom. When they finally reached their destination, they saw a massive fortification that stretched as far as the eye could see, and within it stood an imposing figure the jester himself atop a tall throne. He looked much like his chess pieces, with white robes adorning his frame, along with a wide-rimmed hat (laughs) upon his head. (laughs) But his eyes spoke of malice and cruelty beyond what even these four kings had seen before in war. 
Knowing full well that battle was imminent, each king took off towards some part of the castle walls in order to breach them from different angles, while at the same time causing maximum damage and confusion for the enemy within. However, when it became clear that something else was happening inside, their plans changed. I read that very strangely, didn't I? <laughs> While up close combat ensued between them and knights sent by the jester, and other pieces worked seemingly independent from one another and began moving about further away from them, almost like another game was occurring. But they can only move diagonally. Yeah, decide. <laughs> Three sets forward and one to the left. Yeah, they have to bust out the drafts at some point. Uh, that is the end of the first prompt. Wow. That was, that was one long. very long prompt. So it My was story's not that long. Write a 1,000 word thriller novel about four kings from a deck of cards. The kings must stop fighting when they are confronted by a bigger and more dangerous threat an army of invading chess pieces. Ooh. So uh, I got to continue writing the story. Realising they were all in a losing fight, the four kings decided to regroup and set off towards a more central point in the castle, hoping to analyse what was happening from there. What greeted them was both awe-inspiring and terrifying at the same time, and it revealed the truth about who their real enemy was. Standing atop a chequered board within the castle walls was none other than the jester himself. But he had changed, no longer wearing his wide-rimmed hat and white robes. Instead, he wore golden armour and held four swords above his head <laughs> in a sign of triumph. This General is General Kenobi. <laughs> this jester was not a man, but something else entirely. As revealed by the cards that adorned his shoulders, it must have been him. The jester had come from inside a deck of cards. The Joker! Centuries ago. Neglected by everyone, he eventually left and joined forces with the chess pieces who had miraculously gained sentience. <laughs> No one's questioning the deck of cards sentience, but the chess pieces. The king's own battle strategy proving to be too difficult for the brainy pieces to resist. Together, they had planned the invasion long before any of them knew it existed, using each other's strengths to combat any weaknesses that may have prevented them from seeing the plan through. In an attempt to end the war quickly, the jester challenged each king separately to a game of chess with his own rule set. Should one of them lose, it would signal a surrender from all four monarchs and allow him to take control of all their kingdoms without any further bloodshed. That's a terrible deal. Yes. <laughs> I'm. If any of you lose in this game of chess against me, the leader of this game of chess... <laughs> with my rules... So there I got it to conclude the story. Mm -hmm. The four kings, seeing no other choice, accepted his challenge and laid down their weapons as they took turns to face the powerful opponent. One by one, each monarch was defeated. <laughs> Until there was only one left standing. So they have already broken the yeah, agreement. They've already lost. Yep. As the last king left moved forward to make the match, he drew great courage from seeing how far the other kings had come by refusing to give up, even when all seemed lost. He rose from his throne and walked slowly towards the jester. So hang on, all of these were fighting and this one guy is still in his throne. He has brought that with him. He walked slowly towards the jester, not revealing any of his hidden strategies or plans. Only a steely gaze, as if he was determined to succeed where the others had failed. 
What ensued was an epic chess match that tested both players' tactics and strategy in ways nobody could have ever imagined. <laughs> An epic game of chess. Each side made moves that would bring them closer and further away from victory at various times during the game. <laughs> but eventually it was clear who the victor would be. The last king stood victorious and the jester remarked deeply impressed before disappearing in a puff of silver smoke. <laughs> the four kings had won this battle, but there was something left behind. The jester had left an item that had all of them uneasy. In the centre of the board, where the jester had been before his disappearance, lay an unplayed card, one that none of them recognised. Now this is really cool, right? But they say an unplayed card. They've just played chess. <laughs> it was a card that none of them recognised. It was a tarot card with a face that seemed to have been taken from the original deck of cards. Something told them it was an omen for something bigger just around the corner, and whatever it was, it would surely be the greatest challenge they had yet to face. And it ends there. It's like the end of Batman Begins. Yeah. <laughs> what were they like? We found this j joker. We found a joker. <laughs> that was cool. I like the, I liked the world that you built. I was... I was kind of hoping for more. I'll be honest. What I, were you hoping for? I don't know. I was kind of... So I, I started it originally with just... Write a prompt about uh, the four kings from a deck of cards fighting. Yeah. Basically. And it would only ever basically be like, the four kings bickered until they didn't. The end. Yeah. So I kind of added the chess pieces. I wanted it to add an army of something relevant. So at one point it was video games. At one point it was... I tried... Uh, other board games in general so whether it was like battleships coming from the sea or you know that's fun um but none of them really every time i mentioned anything to do with tabletop games it'd bring in chess so i was like sod it right go chess chess and then it can just double down on it but it introduced the jester i never that was cool that was really cool um and then yeah i'm really chuffed with that that was a good one the names however <laughs> Oh, yeah. Are not quite as good. We have War of the Card Deck, Unite or Die, <laughs> Clash of the Monarchs. I quite like Clash of the Monarchs. Uh, chess and Cards Collide in a Battle for Power. <laughs> Very literal. Yes. Uh, I mean, one of the previous ones, as I said before we started recording, one of the uh, other titles that it generated was like, the chess pieces versus the cards. A 1,000 word thriller story. It's like, <laughs> for God's sake. Uh, we've got Rise of the Poker Kings. Dominate or be defeated. Game of Rules. Throne Room Showdown. <laughs> uh, mayhem at the Castle Walls. I, I like Clash of Monarchs. A bit, like, bit similar to Clash of Kings. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> The sound of crashing pins echoed around the alley, reverberating off the walls and sending a thrill of excitement through the air. As the cheering died down, the man in the middle of the lane stepped forward, beaming with pride. His name was John. <laughs> Fucking John. <laughs> Every time, John. And he had just made history by becoming the first man to score a perfect 300 score in a professional 10-pin bowling match. The crowd erupted into thunderous applause as John stood tall with his ball in his hand. 
I'm glad it specified the singular ball. You never know. John, put it away. (laughs) Accepting the adoration of the cheering fans, but amidst the cheers, a sinister presence lurked in the shadows. From the back of the alley, a figure emerged, a tall, broad-shouldered man wearing the same shoes as John. Well, yeah, because if you're at a bowling alley, that you have to give him <laughs> your shoes. The same shoes. <laughs> you he just hear him squeaking along. <laughs> he had an air of arrogance to him, as if he had seen the 300 score coming well in advance. He moved forward with a smirk, his eyes alive with a fierce rivalry. John's nemesis had arrived. The man's name was Robert. <laughs> And he was determined to be the champion of 10-pin bowling. Since their initial meeting several years prior, Robert had made his mission to outdo John at every turn, believing him to be superior in skill and in experience. He was relentless in his determination to be the breakout champion, and his presence in the alley provided the perfect opportunity for John to prove his own worth. With tension thick in the air, the two competitors exchanged a nod before taking their respective turns. Neither wasted a single frame, each scoring a remarkable number of strikes and spares. As the match continued, the anticipation of the crowd rose to a fever pitch. Every move was made in perfect harmony and balance, the frames heading in opposite directions like the light and dark sides of a coin. What? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) This is the bit where it gets... I feel like it doesn't know what bowling is. In the final frame, the scores were tied. The crowds clapping and cheering at this point was almost deafening as John and Robert stepped up one last time. Robert's ball crashed into the pins like a fierce storm, leaving behind only a single pin standing. John, however, was up for the challenge. He stepped up to the line with a determined look in his eye and with a single powerful throw, struck the remaining pin. Do you think he got a perfect score because he kept running in when someone's just finishing off? <laughs> right? So it doesn't know how 10-pin bowling works. In the aftermath of the match, John and Robert stood on the stage, surrounded by a sea of fans. Both men were exhausted from the intense match, but John had a certain air of confidence and mastery as he had been preparing to win all along. As the crowd erupted into applause, John and Robert shook hands, their desire to compete still boiling below the surface. John had finally won the championship title, but Robert was not yet ready to surrender. Is this going to turn into a romance? (gasps) His passion for competition had driven him for years and no victory could stop him from wanting more. As his career progressed, it seemed that no matter how talented John was, Robert was right there pushing him to be his best. (laughs) Your face. This is getting very homoerotic and I am living for it. Oh my God. From that moment onward, the two men were engaged in a never-ending battle that spanned across tournaments and championships. Robert seemed to draw strength from every victory, and he believed that if he could best John, then he would be able to prove himself as the ultimate 10-pin bowler. Through the years, their rivalry only grew more intense as each one fought boldly to secure the title, King of the Pins. Oh my god, I love it! John's steady determination and wary experience made him a formidable opponent, and Robert was intent on representing the action and intensity of a true champion. It was a nail-biting competition, full of highs and lows, tense moments and spectacular showdowns. At the end of their journey, it was the ultimate showdown that coveted the title. 
Both John and Robert had reached the pinnacle of the sport, but only one could be crowned the champion. The venue was silent. The two men stepped up to the lane. The score was close, but John was just in the lead. With a single throw, he sent his ball crashing down into the pins, leaving behind two remaining. Robert stepped forward. (laughs) (laughs) Robert stepped forward, the pressure of the moment heavy upon him. The fans rose from their seats, their silence making the air thick with tension. With one final strike, Robert cleared the remaining pins and the crowd roars in response. John had been bested. Robert emerged the champion, but in that moment, something changed between the two men. (laughs) They had learned a great deal from their bitter rivalry, and rather than allowing it to keep them at odds, they embraced it. Yes, they did. (laughs) From that day on, both of them were were revered as true champions, and the nickname King of the Pins was theirs to share forevermore. I really like that. That was good. I did that. There, there's so much, so many like romantic undertones. I noticed that actually in some of the earlier like drafts where I got the mm. AI to write it, and uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's quite quite funny. The title for the novel, you got the showdown, a ten pin bowling rivalry, ten pin tension. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Bowl or bust, their path to the crown, the pin slingers quest. <laughs> <laughs> My God, we got one of them pin slingers in here. They just walk into a bar, and instead of like a gun in a holster, it's a it's pin. A pin. Uh, I think my favorite one is striking gold. Oh, that's, that's good. That's really sa- good. That sounds like it could be a movie. Yeah. striking right. gold. What, so, what was the prompt? Oh yeah, write a descriptive two thousand word first chapter to a novel about a man who became a professional ten pin bowler and his nemesis and their career long battle to be champion. At the end of the story, reveal his name to be King of the Pins. I love it. That was good. I'm pleased with that. Yeah. So there you have it. Two King-themed prompts. And next week, Matt and I will be joined by a very special guest as we explore witches and wizards. See you then. That's everything for this episode of Awaiting Prompt. If you enjoyed it, then please leave us a review and make sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date with all future episodes.